0: I'm out chronologically usually, but tonight I'm going to lay it out chronologically. In other words, first things first. Before we get to this, we got to get to this. Before that happens, this needs to be laid. Understanding? So I need you to commit to being with me for at least the next several weeks, because to miss one week of this teaching is going to leave you in a weird place. Uh, with that gap because I don't want you just running to the gifts part And you miss the foundations because what it's going to do is going to cause you to create an imbalance in your life Amen This is the amazing thing about the gifts and i'm going to dig right into this But here's what's crazy about teaching on the gifts and walking into supernatural It is the very reason why the world is running from the church right now Is because of our abuse of what is supposed to be supernatural But it's also the very reason why they'll run back if done right. It stands in the middle. Jesus didn't die in the middle of two thieves for no reason. The truth usually is in the middle. The truth of anything usually rests in the middle. There's typically lies on both sides. Now the reason is it's not just coincidence that he chose to show up in Scripture in the middle. Come on, somebody. And then Galatians says, at the right time. At the right time. Amen, somebody. God usually lets us start a thing. Then he shows up in the middle of a thing. Reveals the things that was in our heart at the beginning. Then corrects it and then uses us in the latter part. Most people... Dive into things before they've weighed it, before they've examined it, before they've counted the cost, before they've prayed about it. We like to use the Holy Spirit to sweep up our mess, not to guide us. It's okay tonight? Okay, man. Just lift your hands when we say, Father, open my spiritual ears, open my spiritual eyes, awaken my heart. To hear you tonight. Second Peter. We're going to get into this. Everybody say this. Spirit. Love. Gifts. Say it again. Spirit. Love. Gifts. That's your entire word for tonight. That sums up the entire series. Spirit first. Produces love. Produces gifts. Spirit first. Love second. Gifts third. If you do them in any other order, you'll create an imbalance. First things are first. Pastor, I want to learn to prophesy. Spirit first. Learn love second. Gifts third. Try to become an apostle without learning spirit first. Love second. You'll become an apostate. Church is drawn to the manifestations of the spirit. They're drawn to them. If I was to create a Facebook page that and every Thursday night was going to be Thursday night, hour of power with Pastor Gail Brandon, where I prophesy and give you a word. Give me a month and I'd have over a thousand views every time I log on. And it would be all kinds of people on there just dying, looking for a word. Not all of them would be weirdos. Some of them would be desperate people needing a word from the Lord, but it would also draw a whole bunch of weirdos. And I mean that, I just mean it like I mean it. It just is what it is. A lot of imbalanced people because they're drawn to the gifts. Give me the gifts. Give me a word. 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 I've been to churches where you can pay and get a word. You can sow a seed to get a word and they justify it in scripture manipulating the context so that they can get a, an offering it is terrible but that's, that's what happens when you don't start with spirit first love second gifts third it's amazing that we'll want to be a prophet but we won't use that same zeal to love our enemies and how come prophets never have a word for themselves How come they're blind to their own issues, but see everybody else's? Because they didn't start spirit first, love second, gifts third. So we're gonna get into this. Okay, y'all ready? This is gonna be some ouch moments. I promise you. I promise you, real teaching is meant to make adjustments. So here we go. Second Peter one. We're gonna get into this. Okay, y'all ready? Second Peter one. Let me just say it right now. I love everybody. Love you guys. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor. And say, I love you too. I need to hear it, man. I love you. Before we get into this, Tim, I, I love you. You look so pretty tonight. Smell good, man. Let me just edify you, man. I love your hair. Oh, shit. Your outfit's nice,
1: man. All
0: right, I love you. Okay, so let's get into Second Peter. All right. Let's get into Second Peter chapter one. Uh, we're going to read verse twenty-one. Let's read.
1: For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God.
0: Number one, men moved by what? The Holy Spirit. No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but what men spoke from God as they were carried by the Spirit. Okay. Everywhere the Lord should come from the Spirit. Romans eight 14. Let's get in that real quick. Swing over there. Watch this.
1: For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God.
0: Everybody who led of the Spirit is the sons of God. What's my point? Spirit first. Right? Produces love second. Which releases and matures gift thirdly. All right? I I really want us to get that tonight. Spirit first, love second, gifts third. No prophecy was ever given by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Spirit. For all who are led by the Spirit of God... Are the sons of God? Now we're going to do some reading tonight because you can't teach on gifts thoroughly without getting into the Word. So First Corinthians twelve. Let's go over here real quick. We're going to read the entire chapter. I know we're going to some of y'all. This is the most reading you've done in a couple months, but we're going to get it in tonight. Okay, First Corinthians twelve, chapter twelve through chapter fourteen are critical as it relates to the gifts, and it is so important to understand what's taking place here in the Corinth church. Okay, the Corinth church. Let me just give you some back back uh story on the Corinth church here. They was a very gifted church. It was a Gentile church obviously. Um Paul's going to explain that they used to be led uh, by they was pagans. They used to be uh people who would worship mute idols. In other words, the romance was one-sided. Mute idols that didn't talk back. The romance was one-sided. Thank God we don't have that. Amen, somebody. Woo. The romance is one sided. And, and and the Corinth church was becoming imbalanced. They was extremely gifted. Extremely gifted. But they had foundation problems. Had issues with the foundation. It's it's Something Paul did not want to see amongst new believers. You have to remember that the Gentile church in the first century was extremely superstitious. They just come out of believing in Zeus and Prometheus and all of these type of things. So if they seen lightning, that was Zeus talking. Why? Because their science wasn't educated enough to explain it called the god of the gaps it's a term that we use when we can't explain something so we attribute that to god rather than say oh you know what uh lightning maybe now we know what lightning is and what causes lightning. now we know what causes these type of things we know what causes you know we can, it's crazy that we can even predict we have a seven or ten day forecast now now it's not always 100 percent accurate but it's pretty close it's crazy that we can do these type of things, and science has allowed us to do that through all kinds of different trajectories and scopes and, 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 and telescopes and all the things that we have available to us now that they didn't have. So then in a primitive culture, they certainly were superstitious. And so for Paul to deal with a pagan church at this point who was foolish enough to worship a God that was actually something they made. How in the world are you going to get up, build a God, and then worship it and not feel like twice the dummy? But you got the nerve to think that thing is real. You built it, dude. You just went to Home Depot and got its head. It sounds foolish until we start worshiping our own creations. you point the finger, look at what you're building and how you feel about it. You always know you're wor- you're always worshiping what you can't give up. Ooh. <laughs> can't release it, you have an unhealthy attachment to it. why he gives seed to the sowers. That's why some of us are broke. We don't give nothing. You know, I don't beat you up over money, but I'm going to tell you how to get blessed. Give. That's not just a church cliche. It's, trust me, it's working. It's working in my life. I promise you. He gives seed to the sower. Giving is proof. You've overcome greed. Holy Spirit, I'm hearing your amens. All right. Corinth Church, prime example of what happens when we seek the gifts before we seek love. Watch this. Let's read. Can we get into this now? Y'all ready? We'll start building some momentum here. Let's go. First Corinthians.
1: What I want to talk about now is the various ways God's spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how when you were, I'm sorry, remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you are doing, just doing it because everybody else did it. It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, You know perfectly well that the spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say Jesus be damned, nor would anyone be inclined to say Jesus is master without the insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they are, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The the variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding. Simple trust, healing the sick. Miraculous Acts proclamation. Okay, the let's shigeru go shigeru. back
0: just real quick. Go back last verse. I want to just watch this. Now, here, here, here are the gifts. This is in layman's terms, but I want to make sure that we get this. Okay, let's read.
1: Simple trust.
0: That's one gift.
1: Healing the sick.
0: Simple trust in, in your King James or NSAB or NIB. We'll say, you know, gift of faith. So watch this. Healing the sick.
1: Miraculous Acts.
0: That's prophesying of What?
1: Proclamation, distinguishing between spirits.
0: Okay, that the discerning of spirits. Discernment is a gift. I can't, so I'm going to get into all of this stuff in the weeks to come, individually. But it's, it's, we're getting to the foundation stuff tonight, okay?
1: Tongues. Interpretation of tongues.
0: All these gifts. Isn't that crazy that part of one of the gifts is to actually speak the mystery? but it depends on another gift to interpret it that is actually a gift to just speak the mis- like you have the gift of confusion <laughs> like you're called to do it that like you're called to make me think differently not to confuse me but to confuse me in other words you're supposed to god will give you a gift to say it in a way that opens up a realm of possibility in my heart my mind hasn't grasped yet That's what you do to me, man. You open up realms of possibilities in my heart. My mind hasn't grasped yet. This is my brother. I just need the guy to interpret the tongues when he, when he calls me. I need that guy, too. But it's a good thing. He'll hit you on a Monday with the apothecary in the heavens. And like, man, what is you talking about? I'm going to the gym. I'm making a protein shake. But all these gifts have a common origin. But they are handled out one by one. Look at that. One by uh, by the one spirit of God. He decides who gets what. And here's the key. And when. We don't like that when part. We don't mind him deciding who gets what. We just don't want to be told when to use it. And when. See. He has to decide when as well, because if you haven't got the foundation stuff right. Then the gift you're trying to use will become a tool to deceive. An accurate prophetic word isn't accurate information released. Accurate prophetic word is accurate information released from the nature of the father in the timing of the father. That's what makes it accurate a psychic can give you somewhat accurate information it doesn't mean you can steward it the greatest deception in the world the enemy has is giving you what you need before you can manage it i'm trying timing is everything as it relates to the spirit this is this is some good stuff here tonight Timing is everything before you shun dying and prophesying and giving me a word of the Lord. I knew what I was going to speak to Sydney last week. I didn't get the release until today. Just today. It's timing. It's timing. I didn't know Micah was going to sing today. But it was today was the time that God gave me the word, which is great that she sang. Because all the, ways, all the things that you was feeling on the inside while you were singing about you, <laughs> it was stirring up so that I could give you a remedy to it. I didn't know she was singing. She wasn't singing last week. She was singing today. <laughs> Sometimes the timing, listen, the timing is more important than we, we like to give credit to. Timing of a thing. You don't understand time. Have you ever tried to bring correction to somebody that's still mad at you? what it ain't it's timing Careful. timing you better go take that woman or that man to dinner first you say timing is everything learning when to say what God is saying sometimes a prophetic word is saying nothing at all sometimes God will say here's your word silence for Jesus showed up in Matthew for 400 years in the Old Testament, there was no word of God that came forth from any prophet. 400 years of silence, and then the word shows up. Not a word, the word shows up. I will have you embrace a season of silence so that the word appears. Don't settle for a word when you can have the word. <laughs> Come on. Jesus is what God has to say to us. He that have an ear, let them hear. If you go right now to the closest bar near you, and you go pull up a seat next to some guy or some woman, and you start talking about church, I promise you, you're going to run into somebody within the middle of that night that absolutely has a chip on the shoulder as concerns the church because of the abuse of some type of spiritual leader. That was using their gifts or their mantle out of timing, out of nature, and it was translated as abuse. And their remedy now is to drink it all away. This is why Paul, in the middle of teaching about gifts, put chapter 13 in the middle of it and talked all about love the entire chapter. Because if we do not get the foundations right, your gift will be a tool, the enemy will use to divide us. And the only purpose for the gifts is unity. So if I'm going to use it right, it builds people, it unifies people. If I use it wrong, it divides people. And you can always tell what spirit you're operating in by what it's producing in people. Remember, every fruit that grows on a tree is never for the tree. Fruit is for the people. <laughs> Whew. This okay? All right, so let's get into this. We're going we're to read here. We're going to continue here. This is what I love. Let's go to, we're going to the next chapter, right? Remember in the original context, in the original Greek, there's no chapters. So this is a continuation. How many chapters have you read in the Bible where Paul said, and therefore? It starts with, and therefore. Why would he say that? Because he's continuing on the last thing he was talking about in the last chapter. It's the same context. A new chapter is not a new context. There was no chapters in the original Greek manuscript here, and this was written in original Greek. Right? And so what happens is, Paul's putting all this together. This is one conversation. Right? Right? What did we learn in this first thing is that the same person is distributing all the gifts for the purpose of building the body. Right. You should be writing that down. Purpose. What are gifts for building the body? Every time you use the gift, is it building the body? Every time you want to prophesy, is it building the body? Every time you want to do something and and, and use the gift of faith, is it building the body? Gift of trust, is it building the body? Declaration, is it building the body? Come on, healing, is it building the body? You have to, it has to be attached to that or it's not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. If it's raising offerings, that's your purpose for the gift? You're wrong. You're using the gift to get money? You're wrong. Come on, somebody. Matter of fact, some gifts won't flow until you can say silver and gold have I none. Come on. Yeah. Sometimes you're more powerful when you're empty. Yeah. 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 Come on now. Desperate. Realize it's desperate. Silver and gold have I none, but I give you this. In Jesus' name, get up. And th- it works that way sometimes. I-, I don't know, you know, but I do know this. That if it's not building the body, if it's not edifying the body, you're not working for the kingdom of light. You may be working for the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness isn't some devil that's going in, 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 your, in the back of your mind. The kingdom of darkness can start with a heart of greed. Kingdom of darkness can start with a heart of, 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 of you know, greed or, or lust or whatever it is that you're dealing with. It can start with, with uh, trying to prove yourself. A lot of people want the gifts so that they can prove to themselves or to other people that they're, that they're significant. That leads to the dark side. Yoda, come on now. Come on now. I'll, I'll, I'll quote Yoda, man. He was a prophet, y'all. Star Wars. Little green dude has some wisdom. <laughs> it leads to the wrong path. If it's not building the body, it's not the kingdom of light. I don't care what you're called to do. If you're apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, if you've got a teacher's man, whatever it is, we're going to get all of that stuff. If it ain't building the body, it's not the kingdom of light. You're working for yourself. You're working for yourself. That's what the Corinth church was doing. They were, this is why Paul's writing to them, because these guys got wind of prophets, and they got wind of apostles, and they seen the miracles and the healing. And what they wanted to do is they wanted all these gifts that was being celebrated, because when you have the gift of healing, you draw the crowds. Why? Because America has the gift of not being disciplined, so they have all kinds of ailments in their body, so they have to run to somebody who can bail them out. So it draws the crowds. That's why they they didn't follow Jesus because they wanted to worship him. They followed him because they wanted the healing. They was chasing a miracle cure. Where was they? It was funny. None of them was there when he was on the cross. Matter of fact, when he got crucified, when they handed him over to the people, the Bible says that when the pilot stood up and says, who do you want me to release? Barabbas, who was a known murderer (laughs) or Jesus, who they had no evidence on of anything, of him doing anything wrong. And the Bible says that the crowd yelled louder. Give us Barabbas like we want to release Barabbas. Somebody who is convicted, who is a known murderer. They cried. Where was the crowd that was crying? Lord, heal me. When he needed them to vindicate him, I don't want healing. Like they say they do, because they don't understand what healing is. All right, watch this. Everybody say, Spirit, Spirit. love, love, gifts. Okay, here we go. Let's read chapter 13. Oh boy.
1: If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't have love, I am nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate.
0: Why is he saying that? Because the Corinth church wanted to impress people. He's, he's telling them, you're desiring to speak eloquent. How many pastors you get up using words nobody uses on an everyday basis? They'll get up. They don't. They don't order Wendy's like that change their tone when they get the mic preach you know like. the exegetical understanding of first corinthians 13 from hippa you know it's like they start using all these deep theological words which is cool we can do that if we have to do that but i don't know why do we have to do that <laughs> Why do you change the way you walk? And, t- and The anointing doesn't make your back bend over while you're teaching. It doesn't make you walk slower. It doesn't make you have rasp in your voice. It doesn't make you talk slower. It doesn't make you put your head up. Come on, that's not the anointing. That's cultural stuff. If you do it, that's cool, man. But quit blaming that on the anointing. <laughs> See, Jesus said, blessed be and." <laughs> I just can't see Jesus doing that. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I can't even see Jesus hooping, to be honest with you. In Aramaic, if you can hoop in Aramaic, man, you a beast. (laughs) You got to be be something different. (laughs) Don't put that on tape. (laughs) <laughs> Those that know he spoke Aramaic, you're different if you could do that. Uh, he's, he is king of kings, he might better pull that one off. <laughs> we need to realize what is real and what is just superficial. There's superficial stuff we do in church. It's the way we do church. It's cultural. It's cool. I'm not beating it up. If you want to run and shout and dance and do all this stuff, that's cool. I'll run with you. I'll shout, dance. Anything that's exhorting you or building you, if that's how you, you know, that's how you celebrate. I'm with you on that, right? But I want to do it from an authentic place. I don't want just to hear E flat and that's my cue. Like, let's go. I want to do it from an authentic place. That's all I'm saying is sincerity. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't feel like let me quit. Hallelujah. So let's read. So Paul's saying, don't don't do that. You're seeking that. And he says, but look, if I do that, why is he saying if I do that? Because they're looking at Paul's life, seeing the miracles he's doing and they're attributing it to that. They don't realize Paul don't have to speak to do any of that. He's correcting them, saying, listen, I don't have to speak with eloquent. Listen, if I do all that, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. So everything you see in me that you want to become, it's coming from love. (laughs) That's what he's saying. You want to flow in the apostolic gifts? You want to flow in five, four minutes? You want all this stuff to happen? I'm telling you that none of that matters. The only thing that's it's coming from my foundation of love. Woo. Love. How do you know if you're loving right? How do you view your enemies? Do you have enemies or assignments? I don't have enemies. I have assignments. why Jesus, you never read in scripture, he, didn't, he never said love my enemies. He said love your enemies. You don't have enemies. Just because they hate you doesn't mean you should hate them. Just because they're jealous of you doesn't mean you should be jealous of them. Teach them a better way. Show them a better way. Amen, somebody. So let's continue here. See, body don't like to hear this kind of stuff. I'm trying to teach. This this ain't for the masses. It's for the masses, but they won't celebrate it. Because they've been taught wrong. They're following the wrong stuff. And this is why Paul, I'm telling y'all, Paul wouldn't have a big church today, man. No way. No way. I fully believe that Paul, man, he would be target one-on-one in today's culture. Because he would be making these adjustments that need to be made in the body of Christ. We are losing influence in this nation because we're playing house. We're playing house. We're dressing up and going to church. We're playing the part, man. We are not paying the sacrifice that is needed to really be able to reflect the life of Christ. If your love don't know what it's like to get dirty with people, you ain't loving right. I heard pastors say all the time, man, be careful who you hang out with, you know. Don't let your good be evil spoken. I'm like, man, get out of here with that. Jesus. He hung out, that's all he hung out with. Live above reproach, but not suspicion. People don't know as much as they think they know about you. I promise that much. Some people sitting back looking at you saying, man, so-and-so, they don't, they're, they're living off somebody else's gossip that has no character. Come on, man, get to know us before you judge it. Amen? A little Side thing here. Look at here. Watch this. I'm gonna get this. What what time is it? Let's let's go. Couple minutes. Let's read.
1: Yep. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all His mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, "Jump," and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. (laughs) Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head. Love uh, doesn't force itself on others isn't always me first doesn't fly off the handle doesn't keep score of the sins of others doesn't revel when others grovel takes pleasure in the flowering of truth puts up with anything trusts God always always looks for the best never looks back but keeps going to the end
0: now. In your new American Standard or your King James message Bible breaks it down in common language, but if you look at the attributes of love, notice there's twelve of them, seven gifts of the spirit, twelve attributes of love, seven is completion, twelve is order before you get to completion, you gotta set first spirit. Second, love. Third, gifts. First, spirit. Come on, somebody. Second, 12. Second order. Third, completion, gifts. This is why Paul put it in the middle. This is why we are not flowing as a nation the way we're supposed to flow. I'm going to tell you how you know your heart's wrong. If the only place you want to use your gift is with a microphone... You've not completed the 12-step program. Time to sign back up. If your gift needs a microphone, if it needs an audience, get back in your 12 steps. Patience, kind. (laughs) there were some steps. Get back in the steps. Paul is not allowing them to put the gifts first. He's actually telling them to knock that off and get this first. That's what this whole message is about in Corinthians. get love first. You want to prophesy? Cool. I'm all for it. Matter of fact, he's going to tell you to earnestly desire it. Covet it. He uses the word covet. That's usually a bad word in scripture. But concerning gifts, he says covet it. Especially that you may prophesy. But first, love. Love, get, love, get, love, get, love, get, love, get, love, love. I preached a message probably a year ago here. I don't know if anybody remembers when I talked about hard sayings. If God gives you a word that is correcting somebody that's going to be difficult, if you don't struggle with that, I question your heart for that person. When I have to bring a a word that is going to be hard for them to hear, as a pastor, because I love you, it hurts me to tell you this. Why? Because I don't want to hurt you. What is that proof of? That I actually love you. It's not fun to tell somebody that you love. You need to quit this. Or this happens. It's not fun. Listen, I'm telling you right now. I had to correct my youngest today. KK got a a different. uh, Stubborn honor. And. Without getting into too much detail, she told mommy, daddy, she wants to run away today. I said, oh, okay. I said, praise the Lord. I said, okay, she, now she's in her, now y'all may think this is harsh, but who cares? I'm dad. you're not. She's in pajamas, it's cold outside. Homeless people don't get a chance to just run to a couch when they get uncomfortable. I said, okay, you want to run away? Come on. She 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 was really disrespectful about something and, and so I said, I said, It's okay, don't do that. She didn't say sorry. Shawnee had already cooked breakfast for her, she didn't say thank you. So I jumped in as dad, no, you're gonna be grateful. <laughs> One way or the other. And I wanted sincere, she's talking about sorry. I said, Okay, okay. And if y'all know my baby, she, that that's sorry, she's doing stuff on the list now, y'all. Oh pray for me. Love is patient. I'm in that 12 steps, and uh, so I said, "Okay." I said, "You want to be homeless? You're not eating until you say sorry." That didn't work. She gave me some fake generic sorries. I said, "No, no." Shawnee was saying, "You need to say sorry." I said, "Okay." You want to be homeless? Go outside. Get outside. Shut the door. She's standing there barefoot. <laughs> it wor- Listen, that I was wild I was looking. out the window her pride was all over her. Like that cold will humble you real quick. Listen, she out there. She's like, I look at her, she do like this. That cold is like the Holy Spirit is relentless. Like, it's going to get to the pride. And sometimes God has to make us uncomfortable to break us. <laughs> sometimes he's, he's just got to put you in a situation to wise you up. It, 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 it like, man, she out, and it's like, pretty soon, about five minutes, I seen her start walking to the neighbor's house. And I already knew what was up. She's going to go over there and say, Daddy, get me out. I already knew what was up. I said, no no no, stay here. Stay where it's safe. Just uncomfortable. Stands out there. Stay where it's safe. So just real. uncomfortable. So Those can coexist. Yeah, so hey, yeah. come on, somebody. <laughs> uh, it's pretty soon. We got our doorbell, it, it's I love our doorbell. Beep, beep. Here she comes. I said, Hello. I'm sorry. It was genuine, y'all. I said, Come here, baby. I said, I love it. Her. I said, You want me to warm your eggs up? Yeah. Shawnee was not here. Comes Shawnee. Now she wants to play hardball. No, she needs to know what to eat them like cold. <laughs> now, now that might be the spirit, the other spirit working there. I said, No, you need to leave her alone. She says, Sorry, God gives grace to the humble. Come on. I'm cracking myself up. (laughs) But we have to go through these foundational things to break anything that's on the inside of us that's going to hinder us from operating in the gift the way it's meant to operate in. Amen. Amen. You are not your gift. You are love using the gift come on now Paul never said I am apostle Paul he said I'm Paul an apostle right so spirit first that's all I'm going to give you tonight I got man trust me we're going to be rolling the next couple weeks spirit first love second why is that The Spirit produces love. You can't get real love without encountering the Spirit. The byproduct of experiencing the Spirit is love. Then from there, now He develops the gifts in you. Not doing it this way, you'll start coveting my gift. That's what Paul's dealing with here, and he's trying to stop it trying to stop it why because if you get love foundationally correct you'll start to embrace your unique factor you'll stop trying to be pastor gail or anybody else and you'll start being you and the world will be better off for it because there's only one of you he does not need two of you god even twins ain't two of the same possible to look like somebody and still be you Amen. Come on, everybody say, spirit first. Fear. Come on, love second. love second. Gifts third. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. You receive this tonight?